CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Hey everybody, welcome into this week's edition of Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. Once again with me here on the program to talk of investing, finance, retirement, and focus. That's going to be our topic this week here on the podcast, not losing focus. There's a lot going on in the world. We're going to dive into some of that. And as always, if you've got questions or concerns, please reach out to a qualified professional before you take action, especially in times like these. Don, of course, is a C, uh, CPA and a CFP. If you're not already working with him, then certainly share this uh, podcast or this message with folks who might could benefit uh, because you don't want to take the wrong turns in these kinds of times. And you can find all that information at donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. And Don, my friend, we uh, we are into autumn. Uh, last week, summer is, uh, you and I were just chatting before I hit the record button here, that it was a little cool actually here in North Carolina early this morning uh, for a change. And of course, uh, you know, we're going to see some of the hurricane this weekend, but our friends in Florida, uh, all the best to them because they are going to get hammered uh, right about now, actually with this uh, big category four Ian, I think. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing well, but you know, certainly uh, we're keeping people in Florida in our prayers. It looks like a really nasty storm. I yeah. just turned on the TV as we were recording the show, which is like making landfill, like landfall, I guess just uh, around like north of Naples, between Naples and Punta Gorda, mm, okay. which is um, a little south of, of Sarasota, which is our home so away that's from where home. you like to go, yeah. Yeah, it's our you know it's our second home, Sarasota, Siesta Key, Florida. We have lots of friends and families we know in the area. So they're saying um, some of the areas in Florida are going to get over a foot of rainfall, which is crazy, almost hard to believe, right? Yeah. Well, they're calling for us. I mean, we're two states away, and they're saying six to eight inches for us, depending on how mm. it sits. So, yeah, you just never know. Uh, it's a massive storm. It's huge. So, all the best to everybody out there for sure. Yeah, you know, it, it's, uh, you know, we harken back to exactly 10 years ago here. We went through uh, Hurricane Sandy, yep. which was a, a big, big deal here. And she wasn't that strong of a storm, but she sat and rained and rained and rained. Yeah, yeah we had yeah. a lot of rain, a lot, a lot of storm surge yeah. along the um, certain parts of the Jersey Shore. And yeah. In fact, I was just down there this weekend in, 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 uh, in one area that was really hammered badly. And it's taken every bit of almost 10 years to kind of get back to um, being fully rebuilt. And, you know, yeah, a lot of the homes wild. are like bigger, newer, more expensive homes in the right. areas. Yeah. Kind of changed for the to be much more expensive. But, you know, sometimes these storms can just wreak... Uh, a heck of a lot of havoc for Absolutely. sure. You know, when people are facing these life-threatening situations, whether it's a hurricane, earthquake, or a war in Ukraine, it, it really puts the day-to-day -day concerns that we have in perspective, right? I mean, it's yeah. Yeah. not to minimize the, you know, the trials and the worries that we all share, but typically they're not like immediately dire. Well, and that, that feeds to our point of focus, right? We are I mean, there's so much, so much on the regular. And, and I get where people say, you know, we've seen a lot of turbulent times in the past, and but this time it feels different. And I understand all that because there's just so much to focus on. And that's, that's really kind of the point of the podcast this week. Um, and, and there's so much happening. So we'll just transition into that because we are going into the fourth quarter, right? The year is winding down. Where did that go? Uh, but uh, the news and the headlines are all about uh, the inflation. Now, at the time we're doing this, Don, we won't know September's inflation numbers yet for another week or so. So we'll see how that goes. 
But uh, interest rates, recession, the stock market has not been happy with the Fed's comments about a week or two ago. Uh, elections coming up in a month. So with all these issues dominating the headlines, it's easy, right? It's understandable to get sidetracked and lose focus on what's important in the long run. So let's dive into it uh, and do some uh, some examples and things of what to do and hopefully what to avoid and you know just do the best we can. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you mentioned all these issues and of course, you know, the war continues in Europe and that's a big issue in China and their bellicose moves, but it's interesting how and what dominated the news a few months ago is rarely even discussed today, right? Whatever happened to COVID-19? Yeah, right. You know, there's about the same number of of COVID-related deaths as six months ago, but you know the pandemic has been, I guess, uh, officially declared as over by the president, and it's really not even discussed much in the media. Yeah, I mean, there's a few senators that still carry on, I suppose, but yeah, for the most part, it does seem to get kind of put off to the wayside. Uh, but you know, again, all this stuff, news of the day, changes fast and furious, so uh, that can lead people again to lose focus. So let's let's dive in. Yeah, it seems like over the past few months, as you mentioned, everyone's talking about inflation and right. interest rates uh, and the stock market, just trying to figure out what to do about it. That's always like the end result, right? People, the most common question I get wherever I go is, what do you think is going to happen with the stock market? <laughs> right. what, do you, what should we do about inflation? What should we do now, right? Plan. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. Have a plan ahead of time. Right. That's uh you know the the first thing people should do but you know we have to remember the stock market reacts to news right we always talk about this the news is unpredictable uh therefore the stock market's unpredictable so you know often news just kind of bursts on the scene right of course a couple of years ago was covid this year it's the war in ukraine and and of course inflation at first it was going to be temporary and transitory and, and now we don't know if it's permanent or just spiking over the past couple of months so things just kind of just happen they they jump out in the scene and it, it just you know it, it throws everything into turmoil yeah i mean and what was it last friday or the friday before last hard to keep up with you know the fed comes out and talks about raising the the rates and and talked about market doesn't like doesn't like news and he was very vague a little bit about what they were doing so to speak and you know the market didn't react well and so people are understandably concerned because they're worried about that daily impact on their lives and retirement. My brother's 64, Don. He's retiring in less than 12 months. He can't help, but he has a plan, but he can't help. It's human nature, but to get a little panicked, right? So the mm -hmm. mistake many people make here is not accepting that that drop in the value of the stock market or even real estate is it's unavoidable. We've been a little spoiled the last 12 years, let's be honest. And so we just don't know when it's going to occur. So when things get rocky, we're tempted, like he's doing. He's constantly saying, hey, man, what do you think? We, you know, Same thing you were talking about. He's always asking me what I think because of what I do. And they're tempted to jump in and out and, and make changes versus having the plan and staying the course. Yeah, I mean, that's the key. You mentioned about the Federal Reserve and the cryptic comments that Powell's making. Right. Everyone's trying to read the tea leaves. What does he really mean? Right. What's going to happen? And the he, he must have like some that. inside information. Right. Yeah. I mean, you think if one person would have all the information, it would be the, the chairman of the Federal Reserve. Uh, but even you know now he's saying, well, what we thought a couple of months ago may not be right. the, yeah. the, uh, the reality today. But the big mistake is, is not having an understanding and ha not having a plan in place to begin with, as you mentioned. Um, but even if you do, human nature, like your brother, mm -hmm. you get nervous, right? Yep. So many folks think that they could gather enough news, enough information, enough data to get ahead of what's going on so they can make a move and either make more money or 
simply you know avoid losing money but right. what they don't understand is that whatever the price is of something today like a stock or a bond or real estate that price is taken into account all of the knowable information available with millions and millions of buyers and sellers often all over the world so you know for example if someone looks today at, at Johnson and Johnson stock, I'm not sure exactly what the price is today, but sure, let's just say for an it example. sells for 150 or 160 dollars per share. Okay, uh, that is the correct price. That's the price that people are willing to buy it and also sell it for. So that is the proper price. And it's a tough concept to understand, right? I mean, if you're if you're successful in life, you don't just want to stand there. We all feel like I think as humans, we feel like if we're if we're worried about something, we see things going the wrong way. If we don't take action, we're somehow making it worse. We feel like we have to take action. And many times that can be to the detriment. So you want to do something. You know, you want to be that person that, you know, got Tesla five years ago, for example. Not the car, but the stock, right? Uh, or, or you know, Bitcoin before it, you know, got dropped like a bad habit this year, right? So you want to make sure that you're doing those right things. At least we try to anyway. Yeah, absolutely. But you want to think you have some kind of control. Right. That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. Right. I can I have control. I can make a move. But keep in mind, we always talk about this. If you're going to be making moves, you have to be making two correct moves, right? right? You have to be correct selling at the right time and correct buying at the right time, which all of the data shows is just nearly impossible to uh, to do. Yeah. But it, it reminds me also of an article I read recently about something called emergent intelligence. And sometimes it's called the wisdom of the crowds uh, market. Oh boy. So, so it involves a, a, a group's collective ability to accurately guess the numbers of something like the jelly beans in a, in a jar, <laughs> right? Okay. And I experienced this phenomenon this weekend, by the way, at a charity event where people had to guess the number of golf balls in a f large fish tank. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've seen that before. Yeah. 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 And you win a prize for whoever gets the closest guest, right? right? Yeah. So, you know, some people just venture out and throw out a wild guess. You know, and other people, you know, carefully measure the diameter of the golf ball and compare it to the size of the fish tank and, you know, and they calculate their guess. But not surprisingly, you know, of course, most people are way off. Mm -hmm. um, but what is surprising is that when you have a large enough group, the average answer tends to be very accurate. And it's even more accurate than the winning guess in the group. Wow. And you wouldn't think that right now when we look at how our society has been reacting to something called wisdom of the crowd, right? <laughs> We tend yeah, to be, really. We tend to be overreacting about a lot of things, but mm -hmm. I, I guess that is a lot like what you're talking about with the market, right? There are lots of, there's lots of amateurs, lots of pros, right, trying to guess the the current and future value, but the price simply reflects all of that known data, that information that you mentioned, uh, and the demand. I mean, the uh, buyers and sellers. Exactly right, and and we also have to be careful uh, not to be influenced or take advice from uh, a lot a lot of people many who are very smart sure uh, i'll give you a prime example a few days ago i listened to a really interesting podcast where the guest of the podcast was the founder of papa john's pizza yep okay right? this guy used to be in all kinds of commercials. john himself yeah yep mm -hmm. his name is john i think schneider something like that yeah yep so he reflected on how the company grew from like one little pizza shop somewhere in the midwest to over like five thousand locations mm -hmm. So this guy really knows his pizza. And he was like uh, testing 
different pizzas they were showing him and delivering to him to see which one is the best quality, that kind of thing. It was very interesting. But the end of the show, they started kind of deviating <laughs> away from pizza, and the host started asking questions about his opinion on the economy and interest rates in the stock market. So it was assumed that because he was a successful billionaire, he had some special insight into other areas. <laughs> right. Well, right? and we do see a lot of billionaires that like to chime in on that stuff. So that's Oh, yeah. Yeah. absolutely. And yeah. people love asking them too. But right. to his credit, he said uh, he really has no idea what could happen with the stock market. Nice. But many people do weigh in with their opinions who also really don't know. And that's where people tend to lose focus. And a wise person told me years ago that when someone strays from their area of expertise, they're really no smarter than the average person. And um, another interesting parallel to that is that it, it could be why uh, Sir Isaac Newton, certainly the most brilliant person of his time, lost his fortune in something called the South Sea Stock Bubble. Wow, really? Yeah, interesting, right? I mean, yeah. he thought that he could kind of like uh, outsmart the market of the time and lost almost all of his money. But another <laughs> wise person told me a bit of wisdom. This is relates to the transition into controlling what you can. It is He said, the value of stocks and real estate goes up and down and back up again. But money lost to taxes is gone forever. <laughs> Boy, is that ever correct, right? Uh, I mean, hey, well, 87,000 new agents. Uh, maybe there's some thought behind that too, right? At least the potential new agents, right? Yeah, that's why the IRS is, you know, is, is beefing up their staff. I think you're right. Um, but you know, it's interesting. Speaking of the IRS, I read recently that they destroyed over 30 million of our taxpayer records without even processing them. What? <laughs> Yeah, I'll put up a link on that. That like astounded me. That's a little nerve wracking. They had so much paperwork piling up. They figured they had to just eliminate some paperwork and they destroyed 30 million records. So that's the IRS. And I guess that's what they're saying is that why they need so many, you know, new agents is to get a handle on all these records but we here a side point we need to keep good records on our yeah end, exactly right yeah and make sure that we when we send in the records we're maintaining copies for ourselves yeah what well, the practice of cya right absolutely yeah. but getting back to the investment issue uh, i'm not saying of course you should be complacent with investments right? okay. so if someone is down 30 or 40 or 50 percent on their investment accounts mm -hmm. this year it, it could be. It's likely an example of a poorly constructed portfolio. That's and it really sh It should be reviewed closely. Yeah. But the tax issue is a bigger one. And a few things to keep in mind as we head toward the end of the year. I can't believe I'm saying that. The end of the year. The fourth quarter of the year. A couple of points. One, tax rates are still historically low. Right? So right. That's something people have to keep in mind. Two, the tax rates are actually scheduled to go up by law in less than four years, if not sooner. They keep on pushing for, you know, uh, changes in the tax code. Right. Yeah. But if they don't do anything, it's four the years. The tax the tax rates will go up by law. Yeah. They're scheduled to go up January first of twenty twenty six. The third point is IRA rules continue to shift and get ever more complicated with some changes maybe coming down the pike in the next month or two. 
Um, here's a point that's actually some good news for Social Security recipients. The increase in the Social Security benefit for inflation is projected to be over 8% starting in January. So we'll know in a few weeks what this number is, but they're estimating about 8.7% mark. That's nice. Yeah, and that's a big part of an income planning yeah. for clients. And Medicare Part B premiums are also likely to I jump. I was going to say, a lot of times point. that's what eats up the the uh, the increase, but yeah. Yep, part of it anyway. Yeah, part of it, yeah. Uh, can you give us a few things to look at over, let's say, just the next couple of months as it winds down? Yeah, I mean, specifically, yes. if you're under the age of 72, and you could do this over 72, but it works better for under 72, because that's the age when you're required to take money out of your IRA. But if you're under age 72, you don't have to take money out of your IRA. So at this age, if you're under age 72, take a close look at Roth IRA conversions. You know, many of the IRA balances, Mark, have dropped this year, of course. And if you convert your IRA now to a Roth IRA, you're essentially paying the tax at a lower value at these historically lower tax rates. And when the value of the Roth IRA goes up, the money in there is tax-free for you and your family. And an added advantage, of course, with the Roth IRA, you don't need to take money out of that IRA when you're 72 years old. So if you look at it this way, in 70% of the years, the stock market's positive. In 30% of the years, it's negative. And this is one of those years when it's negative, so far at least. But now could be a really good time to convert. And keep in mind with a $30 trillion debt, tax rates are likely to go up, as I mentioned. So here's an example of how it worked in the past. In 2008, of course, that was a the last big pre-COVID uh, stock market crash, right, Mark? Mm -hmm. You remember that? Someone who had $500,000 in their IRA that dropped to $300,000, if they converted the whole thing, and I know people who did this, they convert the entire balance into an IRA. It's a very bold move. Sure. But they, they pay the tax of maybe $100,000 or so. And now all of the money in that IRA is a Roth IRA, and that's tax-free. So if that person stayed invested until today, the account could be worth well over a million dollars. Oh, yeah, especially the last 12 years, yeah. Absolutely, and yeah. all of the taxes were paid way back in 2008. So I always share with people, for people who hate the idea of paying taxes in the IRA, keep in mind, there will be taxes paid on the IRA. Right. It's just there, bef when, before or after. Take your pick. Exactly. It's a matter of when. Yeah. And it's an issue of control. So do you want you or the IRS to be in control of your taxes? I like the fact, I like the, the choice, I should say, mm -hmm. uh, of myself and my clients being in control of the taxes in the IRA, not the IRS. And also keep in mind, this is an important point too, Mark. You don't need to convert the entire IRA like someone did years ago in that example. You can do a little at a time over many years. And that could be a smart option too, right, for keeping yourself to your tax and your tax bracket, for managing your tax bracket uh, as well. So great point. Any other downsides to be aware of, Don? Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Managing the tax bracket is the key. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. 
And here's another thing that people have to think of. One of the things that we do for our clients who convert to the Roth IRA is to see if it's going to affect their Medicare premiums. So if someone's over 65 years old and on Medicare and they earn over a certain amount of money, there's something called an income-related monthly adjustment amount. It's basically a surcharge to their yeah. normal $170 per month Medicare premium. Yeah, that's our Aunt Irma, right? That's correct. Yep. So what you really need to do is, is to look at two things, two analysis when you're converting your IRA to a Roth IRA. One is the determination of the income tax owed on the money. The other is the possible Medicare penalty. And here's another complicating factor that people sometimes don't take into consideration, Mark. Mm -hmm. The Medicare premium is based on something called your modified adjusted gross income. And the federal tax is based upon something called your taxable income. I mean, they can't make it more confusing, right? <laughs> really? <laughs> These are two different numbers. So you know, we have to keep a sharp eye out for the upcoming Medicare premium notice for 2023. And I always tell people, keep an eye out for this because it's going out in the mail soon, likely in November. And it's going to explain what your premium is going to be for next year, as well as this IRMA, this Medicare penalty yeah. possibility. Yeah. I was always taught to be on the lookout for uh, Uncle Sam and Aunt Irma. <laughs> That's how, yeah. <laughs> that's how I was kind of taught because they can they can dip into your pocket a little bit. And, and folks, that's why you need a professional on, on your side, right? That's one of the reasons we do the podcast uh, is to share some good information for folks who are already working with Don, obviously just so they can stay abreast of things, but also others who are still trying to find that right fit for themselves. And maybe Don is that for you. So you can get started uh, and have a conversation with him. Reach out to him at his website, donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. He is a CPA and a CFP uh, with many, many years of experience. So a great resource for you to tap into. Of course, he's at Donald W. Cash and Associates. Uh, that's his uh, firm. But again, you can find him online at donaldcash.com, donaldcash.com. Uh, any other closing comments or thoughts you want to share, Don, before we wrap up this week? By the way, I just wrote that point down. Sam and Irma. I love that. Yeah. Uncle Sam and Aunt Irma. Yeah. yeah I'm going to keep that in mind. I'm going to mention that next there time. There you go. Sam and Irma. But here's a couple of things. Um, to keep in mind some closing comments. There are some pending changes to the IRA rules coming down the pike, maybe by the end of the year. And I'm going to meet with my uh, IRA attorneys that closely monitor the action in Congress and the Senate mm -hmm. and see that how that might be affecting our planning for year end. And uh, also, when we wrap up the show today, I'm being interviewed by the Wall Street Journal today for an upcoming article they're writing on year end IRA planning. Ooh. Yeah, so we could talk about that a little bit more in the next show. Yeah, absolutely. That'd be great. I'd love to share some of that. And we'll, that way we can be on the lookout and share it with uh, the listeners as well. Any, any other final, final thoughts? Yeah, final thought. When it comes to losing focus, Mark, uh, when we, once we settle this money issue, I always share with people, we can focus on what's really important in life. And we tend to overlook this, which is our health, our relationships, and the fact that, you know, for a lot of people, if they're over 50, over 60, time's running out. Yeah. So let's just keep focused on health, relationships, and just uh, being appreciative of, of time and the, and the time that we have. 
Yep. Being a good steward of our money, of our relationships, all those things are very important. And so we always appreciate your time here on the podcast, folks. Don't forget to subscribe to us. Hit the subscribe button. A lot of times it's a little follow or heart or something like that on whatever app you're using, be it Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Uh, you can find all that information at Don's website. You can just hit that. Uh, uh, they're typically on your phone already. So like Apple Podcasts is probably pre-installed. You can open that app up and type in your money and your life and should pop right up that way. And you can always subscribe that way. But either way, stop by Don's website, donaldcash.com. That is donaldcash.com for more tools, tips, and resources. And Don, my friend, thanks so much for your time. Look forward to talking to you in a couple of weeks. Thanks, Mark. Be well. Absolutely. You as well. And uh, we'll see you next time here on Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.